Hello, CFFellers. If you're listening to this and you made it this far, you might as well clear the next hour for your listening pleasure. That's right, Jeremy. No cars will be sold. B-Roy, no songs will be sung. Justin and Brad, school's out. Paul, Travis is back. Buster, you can't be tricked into buying a house in West Virginia by your wife. Skaggs, you're the exception. You keep doing whatever you're doing. It's definitely worth your while much more than listening to this podcast. Pino, you're fresh married. Divorce is not yet an option. Enjoy it. Listen in. Christian, the Bronx isn't burning. Casey, that baby is crying regardless of what you're listening to. And finally, Bobby, the 2019 nightmare is finally over. A new season is right around the corner. Folks, it's been a while since you heard from me or anyone from the CFFL. You may be wondering, is there a league? Do I have to pay dues? And who won again anyways? The answer is yes, yes, and Brian. But in the next hour, we'll cover these topics and a whole lot more as I am joined, finally, by the number one, number two scorers of the 2019 CFFL season and championship game participants, the commish, Nick Humbert, and the heart and soul of the league, Brian Griffith. Join us on, or rather join me, on episode two titled, How the Hell Did B-Roy Have Joe Burrow and Not Massacre Everybody? Cool. This is great. So we're we're really doing it. We're really doing a podcast. Well, that's right, man. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's, it's Al. You need to go back and do a historical revisitation of every year of the league. I know. I know. We're um. We're, we're, I'm sure you got all the time in the world to do that, right? I so know. Like, I know. Fifteen years. You can go. If someone can go back and listen to the the 2008 season. Yeah. You. I don't even have time. You know what I wanted to do is like kind of go through and look at who owns what still in the league, you know, but I'm going to rely on both your uh, memories and brains for that. I I, I did some, some cursory research, but um, yeah, we're going to have to rely on you, Nick. Now it's been a while. This is, this has been very challenging because Brian, you know, Nick is like the social Ashburn guy. Now he's just out in the neighborhood all the time. I did a ton though, like the week after Christmas, or like the week before Christmas and the week after, I like went back and I got like game by game analysis going back like all the way to like 04, 05 and, but like all, no one, everyone hadn't finished like declaring yet. So like, I know like, I mean, Brian, you got, the Hubbard's coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, somebody else had a big running back come back. Well, we I can, right. we got a couple of them. I mean, you know, you know, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy got no here. Paul, yeah. Paul got Travis Entian came back. Uh, Paul, that's the, yeah, that's the big one. Yep, there you go. So, so, and also look at your look at your brother, man. Tillon Wallace came back, right? Um, yep. Yeah, your, your brother. Paul, yep. Your brother uh, Brian also has Pat Fryermuth coming back. You know. Uh, you know, uh, you have, uh, Nick, you got Sam Ellinger. I, I guess were you a little surprised about him coming back or not? No, I, I figured he would come back. I was surprised that uh, Roberson came back, the, the wide out from uh, SMU. So yeah. I was a little shocked by that one. I wanna, I'm going to bring up Ellison a little bit later. I, I will tell you one of the great mysteries of the world is the University of Texas. I mean, they went 7-5 and five this year. Like, how are they... Remember him taunting like we're back and he's just like what is up with that 
how, how are they so bad? It's just, yeah. just no, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it, it's right. like, yep. it's like, uh, your, what's his name? The first, the Auburn quarterback, um, a couple years ago, Jackson, who just was bad. And you're like, how is this happening? Like, you know, you know, like who was the Auburn quarterback right, right after Cam? Um, Anyways, I forget. Jeremy, yeah, Johnson. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He Jer- threw like six picks in that first game. Yeah. Yeah. And like University of Texas. Two, I think his first two passes were pick sixes. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy Johnson and University of Texas are the greatest college mysteries to me at the moment. But uh, you know, you had a, so um, Nick. Does anyone any own Jamie Newman? Wake Forest who transferred to. Uh, yes, Pino has him. Pino. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paul has Travis Entian. He's coming back. Uh, Devonta Smith came back, uh, the Alabama wide receiver. Anyone own him? I think he's a free agent. I think he's available. You think he's available? Okay. Yeah. yeah have, you, have, have you done anything, Brian? Have you seen? Have you put together a spreadsheet or anything yet? I've done literally nothing. I, nothing? Okay. Just, just yeah. Yeah. yeah just, Najee Harris came back. Uh, who, who owns Najee Harris? Um, someone must, right? Maybe Jeremy. I think I yeah, think it's Jeremy. Always oh, when, when in doubt. Yeah, I think you're right. When in doubt, if there's an Alabama player coming back, just say Jeremy. It's usually um, right. <laughs> C.J. Verdell's coming back. Uh, he, he was kind of a surprise. Somebody has him. Some yeah, somebody definitely has Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. Who has somebody might have somebody. I has think to maybe have. Bobby has him. But I'm not certain. Bobby has him. Bobby. Well, Bobby's going to need him, isn't he? So, hey, you know, well, you guys are the one and two point scoring people in the league this year, which, I, you know, it's funny. I wonder, Nick, if that's ever happened. You, you know, like you, um, Nick, you had 2,901.1 points. And Brian, you had 2,721. Good for one and two. I, I did a little bit of, um, speaking of Bobby and Kylan Hill, a little bit of research and Bobby had 1,424 points, point nine. If you double that, yeah, he was, he was shit. Are you ready for this? And this is just this. This is Bobby. We gotta have a Bobby, Bobby 2019 CFL conversation. If you double, you out, you doubled him up. If you double Bobby's points, he got 2,849.8 points. Nick, you got 2,901. So you doubled him up by like seven or eight points. So pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Bobby sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, when I'm talking with you guys, you know, the two biggest to come back, right, is Marvin Wilson. And with a name like Marvin, got to be a big guy. And that's that's great for you guys coming back. And uh, Brian, what is it? Tamarian? That quarterback. Yep, Tamarian Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy has him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a quarterback to throw on the ball. No, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, nah, you know. But, um, yeah, you guys had a – you know what? It's, it's funny, though. It was it was a crazy season. You guys sort of – you guys were one and two, and you really ran the table. Um, you kind of scored below average in that championship game. But, uh, I mean, I guess it all came down, Nick, with Jonathan Ward. That was just really he, when he went out, right? He was the running back that got in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, yeah, that one that one hurt. I do want uh, I I do once he got hurt that I was I was in, I was in trouble. So lucky that you know I only kept it close to because Gordon played Washington. If it had been any other week, Brian would have killed me. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the score was 214.3 to 199.7. And you're absolutely right. Gordon only got Brian 22 points. Uh, Ellinger got you, Nick, 53. Um, Chuba got 27, 20.7. That's not bad, but Bellamy got you 26.3, Nick. So you uh, you got him in quarterback. But Ward only got you 14 points. Well, you know, it's funny, though. Swift, Brian, only got you 7 points. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. But but then you got Jeremy uh, James Proche. Proche got 20 points. Um, Nick, you're Brandon Ike from Arizona State. Am I pronouncing that? Is that an uh, yeah, Ali or whatever? He got 12. Uh, yeah. And then... Sounds, sounds right. Yeah. T, 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 well, Brian got you on kind of those wide receivers a little bit. T. Higgins got, got him, had 25 points for him. You had... Um, On the defense, too. Yeah, the Utah, defense. Yeah, it was the defense plus. The uh, tight ends. Yeah. You're, uh, Harrison Bryant... Uh, Nick, you had a great tight end, though. Harrison Bryant got you 36 points. Shoot, man, besides Ellinger, he was your highest point total guy. Yep. But, um, then, but then, Brian, you had... Yeah, De- Devin Asasi at UCLA got 21.6 and 19.6 points for your other tight end, Jared Rice. And then, and Nick, you got Kendall. I, Kendall I it, uh, crushed it, but it was all it was defense. It really was. And I guess Brian, you just kind of were spaced out a little bit better. And and Mitchell, Nick, Mitchell Wilcox only got you five points, so it was close. It was close. It was really close, but defense helped out um, Brian in in the end. But um, you played you played the Boise State defense, I think. There was. Yeah, I I knew I was. I didn't think I had much of a chance going in. I needed, like, Ward to go bonk because Ward had been going bonkers all year. And I was just – they scored – he pulled a hamstring at halftime, and they had four rushing touchdowns in the second half. So I needed him to have, like, another one of those monster games. And I knew once that happened, especially with, like, Utah playing Colorado, and then your tight ends just went nuts. But, I mean, my, Brian had a good game. So it's not like – I mean, I had – I credit all that to Clint Trickett, FAU uh, tight end coach. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So Boise, it was gonna be, cl- it was gonna be, cl- it was gonna be close. But I knew what I knew. I knew Boise wasn't gonna give me a whole lot. I just needed everybody else to kind of go nuts. Yeah, but Nick Boise gave you eighteen point six points. Um, I I actually printed off the thing, the the scoring table, but. It, it it didn't include your defense, Brian. So I know we know who was your defense in that game. It was Utah, and they scored like sixty points. Is that what it was? Late Utah, Saturday night, Utah sixty. So that did it. Uh, yeah, that kind of kind of pushed you over. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie, I was like, I was like, I was zoned out because I watched. I was I was watching the Friday night games, and I saw. You know, I saw Nick's quarterback go off, and I watched my quarterback lay an egg, and I was like, well, I'm toast. And then there were a couple other guys early on Saturday that just did nothing. And uh, so I kind of stopped paying attention. And then I think I texted texted Nick at like, maybe it was like 8 o'clock at night, and he's like, oh, you still got your defense to go keep keep your head up. Yeah, and then, no, I mean. Sure enough. Yeah, and you're tight, and you're tight in too, man. Yeah, I want to talk in the morning. I get a text congratulating me, and I'm like, "This is lies. This is all propaganda. I don't believe it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Was close. 
It was, but you know what's funny? At least since I feel like since I've been in the league, a lot of the championship games have been pretty close. Um, I, I know Jeremy, I think, blew out a few people, but you know that Brad, Brad and Justin, where Brad won, and that was what less than ten points uh, when yeah Justin beat. Christian didn't look like he was going to win last year until. Uh... Yeah, that little flea went off again. Yeah. Amadol or not Am? Uh, what's his name? Um, the dude from UMass. Uh, Busto with the Cardinals this year. Yeah, uh, the wide receiver Isabella. Um, Isabella. Isabella. Andy Isabella. Yeah. yeah, that that um, setting his alarm on Thursday morning didn't didn't help Christian too much this year. He had one thousand four hundred thirty four <laughs> points, so a few more than Bobby, but that was a. That was a stumbling. That was he. He went stumbling and bumbling down the, down the season as his, and I don't know why I'm. What, what was better, twenty nineteen CFFL Christian or twenty nineteen fantasy baseball Christian? Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. That's what. Well, yeah. I have a, a few. <laughs> few. Yeah. <laughs> he probably. He, he. Or. Yeah. That was something. So we'll we'll see. Christian. He's ready for a comeback. He just. Uh, he should just keep it simple. Keep keep looking at the whoever the Oklahoma quarterback is, and you know, uh, you know, grab the Alabama defense and just you know see where it goes from there. Who is Oklahoma's quarterback coming up this year? Who the heck transferred that? I didn't. To be honest, I'm just like I'm just tired of them in the playoffs. They didn't get a transfer. They got that Spencer Rattler kid. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so and then that hot shot. Didn't he decommit from there? The high school kid. Yeah, he did. He went to Georgia. Uh, he still has another year in high school. Vandergriff or something? He he went to Georgia. Yeah, I think he, he just committed to Georgia, I think. Georgia, yeah. Yeah, he went to he went to Georgia, which is um leaves Caleb Williams of near here Gonzaga um high school open for maybe probably LSU or one of those. He's the other really good guy, but he's the he's the superstar, isn't he? He's like the number two player in the country. Yeah, yeah. Gonzaga, which is a Catholic school right in DC. They uh, produced um, Hogan, that Stanford quarterback, a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, they they're 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 pretty good. The Washington Catholic League they have some pretty decent football. They, they kick out some pretty good talent, all things considering. But um, yeah, but Oklahoma. So Bobby, go ahead, Nick. So Bobby finished at the bottom of the standings. Then he did. He he, he scored uh, one thousand four hundred twenty four point nine points, and Christian scored one hundred one thousand four hundred thirty four. So, so doesn't he have to like get everyone drinks, and we have to, we get to drink a forty this year at the draft? Yeah, the only thing it's reverse for Bobby. We all just want to see him take a shot and and wear a polo shirt and khakis. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his punishment. I'm just asking for jeans. We don't have to go all the way in khakis. I just want to wear jeans. They, we, we, I, I finally got him his polo shirt after he left it in my bag after about his one polo shirt after about a year. That should be his punishment. He, he has to wear a polo shirt. Like the entire weekend, that would be it. The whole weekend, he has to sleep in it. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a, kind of speaking of weekend, um, yeah, man, that was a that was a good good draft. You know, I mean, the house was awesome. It was the I love being outside so much more. You know, I think everyone enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah, any any changes? Best weather we've ever had. Probably. Yeah. No, I mean, for, especially for August. I mean, that's, I mean, usually it's like freaking Saudi, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia outside at that point. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you, speaking of draft weekend, do you see any changes for the league for you guys coming up this year? Like, or, or you think for the first time in a while, you know, everything's fine. I mean, I, 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 we, the only thing I want to talk to Brian about is uh, maybe some slight defensive scoring after I looked at some analysis. Uh, decreasing, Nick, or what do you think? It's not so much. It's not so much the the point out the output. Um, it's more the separation between, like for instance, a quarterback scores a lot, but everyone's quarterback scores a decent amount. I'm worried about like a, a team can literally get like five points, and then another person can get. 55, 60, 65, and then it's just impossible to make up those kind of points. Like, so that would be the only thing. Kind of like Boise State scoring 18 points and Utah 60? No, <laughs> not even that. And that's, that's not even why it is. There's like some things I won't put on the podcast as far as strategy goes um, that I think that you could see if we kept it that it, it may get a little I, concerning on a few I, things. It's like I said, it's not so much the – it's not the ceiling. It's more that the floor is much lower than what it's like. A, even a bad quarterback week's like 25, 30 points. I would probably 25 points, whereas like a bad defensive week can be like zero. And then if somebody, I don't know, it's just, especially when you got like, a, I mean, there's a, I guess, I guess I'm letting it out now. I guess as long as Maryland and Rutgers stay awful, there's like a method to, you're better off just having like six defenses on your team right now and just de-emphasizing everything else and getting those points against teams like that, I guess is what I'm getting at. Kind of like you're uh, Daryl Morey, just go six foot five, screw some of the other positions and lock in your points at those positions and you'll still be competitive. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Uh, I, I kind of figured this was going to come up eventually. So we can look at it. I don't have any, any concerns with that. Um, yeah, I think that, that it's it's always definitely kind of been a concern that, that there's so much variability in the defense. Yeah, um, that's the word. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the volatility of the scoring there was always kind of a, a thing. And I think, you know, I think people put such a focus on, on quarterback and they realize, like, I can't win without a quarterback. So everybody has a reasonable quarterback. Um, but I think there are some people that still kind of, you know, don't put that, that same emphasis on defense. Um, and, you know, they're going with a, a, you know, a top 25 ranked defense as opposed to a top five defense. Um, and, and, you know, trotting that, that 25th ranked defense out, every week, you're not going to get the same results as a Clemson or an Alabama defense every week. And so, you know, you're getting that, that volatility where if they play a good offense, you know, they may give up 450 yards, knock at any turnovers and give up 32 points. Right. And next thing you know, they're at negative two points. And that's, and I think Burke found that out this year. I ran into the same problem with Georgia last year. They were a, a really good defense but they just weren't a good fantasy defense. So he did everything right. Whereas, like, if somebody with their first three picks right now took in the draft, if somebody took Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and you got to play Maryland and Rutgers, those teams, I want to say, last year scored 50 points defense five out of the six games against 
even though you can only play one of them, the points that you can get on that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it over hoping that your wide receiver gets like 30 points. Do you, do you think also that there's, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there? You know, let's say there's 20 to 25, that'll get you 40 to 60 points. Yeah, like there's Brian so said, few yeah. defenses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, what Brian is saying, there's, you know, six, you know. I think that's the thing, goes. I don't even think it's the defenses. I think it's the opponent. Like, I think, like, you playing, like, UMass or UTEP, you, who were just awful last year, was a guaranteed layup for points. So, like, if you really just wanted to outscore somebody by 30 or 40 points a week by making sure you had one of those, like, five or six albatrosses on your schedule every week as a fantasy owner, you're better, you'd be better off not playing a running back or a wide receiver or a second tight end and making sure that whatever that defense was going to get you would more than make up for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting... There were, there were a few times this year where... There were a few times this year where... And like I said, I got to go... I was... I had time over Christmas. I looked at all this. There, were, I want to say there were a handful of times where somebody outscored the opponent in every single category except defense, but still lost. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's the only thing. And it, and, but also, too, I think what played into it this year was, I think everyone was kind of shell-shocked by the double buys this year because you played the same amount of games, but you had, you know, 21 more buys on your schedule because everybody had a second buy this year unless, you know, they were one of the handful of teams or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think also, I think also, like like, like, like you guys pointed out, there's more quarterbacks that can score you closer to the average, but I, I think it's, yep. you know, I think it's, we're, we're getting, as a, as a sport, that's scoring more points, that putting up more offense. Um, and, and, I mean, the perfect example is, is look at the, the LSU-Alabama game this year. Um, yeah, yep. Or the, or the Auburn Alabama game, or yeah, I remember. I think it was two thousand, maybe two thousand fourteen, fifteen, maybe when there was that Alabama Auburn game that went like fifty five to forty eight or something like that. And, you know, those were two elite defenses. Um, you know, Alabama LSU this year; those are two two you know historically really strong uh, fantasy defenses, and you know, it was a forty point game. Both teams were, were in the 30s. They were moving the ball at will. Um, yep. You know, and that, that those are your elite defenses. So imagine if you get that team that's ranked, you know, 25th in defense. You know, yep. a good offense is going to move the ball up and down the field on them. Exactly. Um, it's become bend, don't break. Yep. So yeah, give up the yards, so, but, you know, try to limit field goals. Yeah, and so that's kind of, that's kind of, um, you know, that's kind of the trend. Unless you get one of the you know two or three elite defenses that even those give up points, um, yeah. you know it's it, you're kind of it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well that's something we'll have to you know that's something maybe address. Maybe it kicked up this year more than usual because of the double buys. I think because in my mind, Nick, I was thinking like, well. What was the difference between this year and what three years ago when we implemented the new defensive scoring? And maybe maybe it's those double buys where people just don't have as many options. I don't know. You're right. Yep. No, I mean you're the one who suggested no, it. I, I I guess that's it. Um, 
I think what, Nick, you also mentioned a change uh, or an extra draft pick comp pick for anyone who's uh, quarterback quits in the middle of the season and uh, and transfers to Miami. Miami? Yeah. Come Make on. Transfers. Yeah, there you go. That was, I'm telling you what, I saw, I was like, last year, I was like, all right, fair enough. He'll go to, he'll stay at Houston. And then I was like, all right, fair enough. He'll go to Oklahoma. And you're telling me Miami? Who didn't score a point in the ball? I mean, well, I loved, I loved your text. He announced it during the national championship game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh my God! He I know everyone's watching this game, but who wants who wants the Derek King goes? Yeah, what an what an awful of all the places. I literally don't have a. Co- he, it's crazy. Like I can't imagine he'll be any decent at Miami. You know, and so it's just like I, I don't consider him. I don't consider myself having a starting quarterback right now because of him. You know, and I don't know. I may have to draft four this year. I lost all three of mine last year, so I mean, and those how the the things how the how they go. But yeah, so you know, a crazy year though. You know, see if I fell. I have the rank the standings here, um, and. Um, you know, one thing on that is it was interesting with the divisions this year and how important division games, it didn't, it didn't shake out evenly. I feel like in other years. And I, I, I was just bring up like Justin, Justin scored a lot of points, but like not the right week. Yeah, he was the bad luck owner this year. Oh my God. He went, he is above Christian. He's four and six and he scored 2,068 points, Nick. Pino, like that is Pino scored nineteen hundred and went five and five. You, you scored more, but he scored more than uh, he scored more than uh, B Roy, who went six and four. You know, like and I don't even. Yeah, wait, you know what? Let's dedicate five seconds to how how the hell did Brian Roy have Joe Burrow this year and just not like massacre everybody? Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, he, how the hell did he go five and five with Joe Burrow? Uh, he went six and four. He went six and four, three and three in the division. Oh, but, Roy did. Yeah, B. Roy did, but he scored two thousand twenty-four points. But um, unfortunately, it doesn't print out that I can see his ranking. But I gotta be honest, he'd be in the back end of scoring points. There's a fourteen teams. He'd be seven on. He'd be past seven. Cause I'm looking two thousand twenty-four points. That's Casey scored more. Jeremy scored more. Brian scored more. Brad scored more. No, Brad scored 2020, sorry, but um, Justin scored more. Um, you know, Nick, you scored more. Uh, Burke scored more. So, yeah. Yeah. That's bizarre. I like. I was at Brad right in about in the middle of the year texting like, what's going on here, Brad? Brad had a good year. He scored a lot of points, over 2,000, you know, four and six, you know. It's kind of an – it was just yeah, – it, it was really interesting how it all kind of shook out and – and even like with Christian scoring so few points that he he lost he won only one fewer than Justin, you know, and and he won the or um, it you know what I mean like two fewer than Skaggs. I don't know. It's kind of kind of funny how it same amount as Paul. But anyways, the I guess I was just saying the division winners. That's that's I guess that's all I'm saying. The divisions matter. That's for sure. And Justin found out that out the hard way. Or, you know. Yep. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny. The the division sort of evened out a little bit. I mean, you know, you and Brian were the tops in the divisions, but, you know, Burke had a nice Burke had a nice run. 
you know, Jeremy scored a lot, so they they were pretty even as far as I can see, just a cursory glance. But uh, yeah, that is funny with B Roy. I don't know what was going on with him. What did you guys think of the national championship game? I mean, it was pretty. I guess it was kind of how everyone thought it would sort of shake out. Pretty close game. It's a good game. Yeah, my my only thought on the I mean, Burrow, I think uh, Burrow probably had. I mean, that's the best season probably ever by a quarterback. I guess if you look at it, I guess the analytics people said it's the second best season ever behind Cole Brennan's '06. Um, but as far as like leading a top tier team ever, um, yeah, it's got to be the best season of all time. I can't think of another quarterback that was even remotely better than. I mean. Like an actual like on field leadership of a team. Or yeah, you I, no, no, like I mean, no, I mean any any season ever by any quarterback on the field. Like I'm not even saying like CFFL wise. I'm saying like, did, has there been a quarterback that had a better season than him? I, I would only put Cam up no, there. I, I doubt it. But but he had Cam had a. I mean, he threw he threw sixty touchdowns, right? Uh, I, I I can look it up right now, Nick. Hold yeah. on. I, I, I mean, what he did to Georgia in the first half of that uh, semifinal game, that's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's like that's like a video game. And he did it at LSU. I mean, that's what's crazy. It's not even like he was like one in a line at like, you know, Oklahoma or something like that. He did it to freaking LSU where they never did it before. Yeah. Yeah. I The only person I'd put like comparable, but – is Cam, you know, but still, uh, can't, you know, kind of different quarterbacks, right? Cam did a little bit more running, but Joe still took off when he had to. He had that great, what, third down run, you know, against Alabama or, or whatever that was. Let me see here. Finally. Let me... I mean, you know, Cam did. He had a really good season. I just, I, I don't know. It just, it just seemed insane what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Burrow had eight touchdowns. I think, I think, in the... I, I, I think, I think fantasy wise, I think I think the only season that matches it would probably come close would be. Um, well, Colt Brennan's is probably better from a fantasy perspective because he did in less games. Yeah, well, five thirty-eight actually. They broke it down and said that that was the only better pass season. Even like his 06 was still. Pass for pass, I guess, better than Burrow. And I don't know how that, that was at the end of, that was before the playoffs. But they said that was yeah. the only passing season that was, I was like shocked when I saw that. Yeah. Like, wow, Cole Brennan, those six is actually in this article. But, um, I'll look up Cole Brennan. I think Lamar, Lamar's, Lamar's Heisman year probably comes close in terms of just, just on field production. Yeah. Yep. He, he didn't have the supporting cast. And, team wasn't quite as good. And it's true. Maybe some of the runners, maybe they were their seasons were just as dominating. Maybe it's just from throwing it. I just, that dude hit. I mean, what was he? He was 80% completion when like 45% of his passes were going 20 yards or more, which was just like, that's just insane. Yeah, and you're right, Nick. I'd like to give myself a pat on the back with with Joe Burrow because, you know, when you you had the number one pick, didn't you? Yes. In the CFL draft. You know, when you open the draft workbook, I always have a guy picked in there for you to pick with that number one, just just to make sure the functionality of the Excel Excel spreadsheet works. 
turn off Joe Burrow was the pick there. Burrow, Burrow was the guy? That's hilarious. Yeah, he, yeah, you should actually pick. And you should have left the number in there and said, that's the guy I'm going with. Instead, you changed it up and picked who? Ellinger? Yeah, I picked him, so. No, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't Burrow. See, I mean, my gosh, that was... I, I just, I can't believe Roy didn't do... I, I don't even... Roy probably didn't even start in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, so he... He had 60 touchdowns, six interceptions, 56-71 in passing. That's crazy. Yeah, ratings 202. You know, it's funny. I'm 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 trying to Google Colt Brennan, and I keep freaking getting his Redskins career, which is not quite oh, the statistics. The Actually, he may not even be in CFB anymore. Maybe uh, yeah, they rolled off. Yeah, yeah they were. Really, I think what probably nine. I think they only do ten years. So do they really? Yeah. CFB reference. Yeah, we might have to dig a little, uh, dig dig a little deeper into that. But my only, yeah, man, I'll tell you what though. Watching those, you know, couple teams, Alabama, Georgia, give Georgia, you know, LSU, you know, maybe Oklahoma and and Clemson. You're just like, ah, they're in a team. Just just the top six teams, Ohio State, just a, sort of a league of their own, you know. And there's, I don't know, they were all really good. Man, I don't know any any coaching. You know, it's I, I had on a thought to talk about coaching moves that would impact fantasy, and um, I don't know. There were a lot, you know, when I first started jotting down notes. Maybe when we tried to do this like a month ago, there were there were less. <laughs> but um, my only thought was just to uh, I don't I don't mean to interrupt you. No, out, but he uh, uh, Brennan threw for fifty six hundred yards in fourteen games. Right, fifty eight touchdowns that year. So, so that was ooh, how many touch how many ints. Uh, he had 12 interceptions. Okay, so he had six more than Burroughs. What was his rating, QB rating? It said 186. Oh, uh, so That may have been, I'm sure Burroughs postseason, those two, two postseason games probably did more for him. Yeah, but yeah. But if you look at like, the yardage record. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he was. But if you look at the end of the regular season. Yeah. Okay. Hey, did, did any... So, Brennan did that. Brennan did that in. He played thirteen regular season games and he threw fifty six touchdowns that year. Wow! Hey, do you guys remember Nick uh, Brian? You remember who had him? My brother had him. Oh, Jay, sneaking in. Yeah. And and the other one is. Yeah, it was insane putting the stats in every week. Like Brennan was like, because you know that was back when people didn't throw it as much. I mean, he was like he's forty points better than everybody else. That, crazy yeah you know you know what the only thing I was thinking of Colorado State I think is what Skaggs has Warren it's Warren Jackson um he's out there right Colorado State wide receiver or isn't there a Warren um yeah I don't I think someone had him last year no uh, Skaggs does I'm pretty sure but like just I was thinking of coaching impacts, but the only two I came up with, and I want to, I'd just take them off fantasy, but is that, like, Colorado, with so many young offensive coaches out there, Colorado State hiring Steve Adazio of BC, you know, or, or FAU and Willie yeah. Tiger, you're like, are you serious? Like, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many coaching changes these days, and in, including what, you know, Mel Tucker just the other day, that it's kind of hard to, like, sort of do an impact for fantasy because quite honestly they're all 
you know, all the coordinators change. They're, they're all so, you know, crazy. But um, I did enjoy reading a couple articles on the Pac-12 and the TV deal because, you know, Michigan State, not, you know, mid-range, doubled his assistant salary and doubled his salary from the Pac-12. And that was... From Colorado, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know, Brian... That, that Big Ten money. I don't know... You know, but seriously, though, they're giving the guy five and a half million and he's five and seven, and he has one year as a head coach. I mean, he's getting paid what, like, uh, I think Jimbo got to five, five, five and a half or six after he won a national championship, and that was only six years ago. Not a, he's only, he's only, a, he's only a fraction behind, you know, guys like, I mean, What's what's uh Dabble is probably at nine and ten, favorites at nine and ten. I think I think uh Orgeron just got up to seven, maybe. Yeah, um, that. And he you five speak, and a half. You have to speak in full senses. You have to speak in full yeah. senses to get to eight million. I, I guess so. Nick, I know you what, hate Orgeron. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what the crazy thing is though, like and that's why I was shocked at least went to to Mississippi State. I mean Look at look at that look at that division as far as what you have to go up against. I mean, you got Saban and the money they're paying him, and his record speaks for himself. And then you got Ogeron at LSU. You got Jimbo. Uh, I don't really think Lane Kiffin's a good coach, but I mean, and then you got him, and you got Gus, who's been to a national championship game. I mean that. I don't know, man. I don't know how you're going to get anybody outside of a quarterback and a few wide receivers to go to Starkville. But, but it, Nick, isn't that the point though? Like that he chose to leave there to go to Starkville. Like you're like, man, that is bad for Pac-12. And I'm, I'm not a. I, I kind of like all five conferences to be even. I guess that's my kind of inclination. I just, yeah, it was, that's crazy to go there. You know, I have the list in front of me, but you're right. Uh, Dabo is ten five. Saban's 8-7. Believe it or not, Harbaugh's 7-5. Jimbo's 7-5. Gus Malzahn's 6-7. Kirby Smart's 6-6-0-3. Mullins, 6-0-7. Anyways, yeah, it's going down the line. They're all SEC coaches, but yeah, Leach must have been, maybe he was just kind of like bored. <laughs> you know? I think the thing with Leach is, is I think it's like the challenge for him. I think he, yeah. you know, he did everything at Texas Tech with, it, with that offense, and then he went up you know, there, there's no doubt that what his offense has done in Pac-12 is, you know, offense, but I want to prove the doubters wrong to say, you know what I did in the SEC. You, you know, he, yeah, I, I guess the only thing I'd say to that is he, he couldn't beat Washington, and Washington was like one of the formidable, like Washington well, I, to me I, is more like an SEC school, but yeah, he does, he has supreme. I, yeah, I mean, I mean all these guys, all these you're, you're, you're making you're making five million dollars a year, or whatever these guys make. They're they're all egotistical maniacs. You know, yeah. somebody says Mike Leach's offense won't work in the SEC because we play SEC defense. And, you know, he's sitting there and wherever his office is, and he's he's saying, "My offense will work there. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this figured out." He, Job comes his way, he takes it. Yeah, yeah, I. I just hope he can recruit a D tackle or anyone on the defensive side of the ball to go play there. So maybe, but yeah. but you know what though, from Mississippi State's perspective, you you got to go crazy, right? You got to go different. And uh, while per, he's going to win games, 
Mississippi State's going to win a game that that we're going to that we're all going to be like we're all going to be like holy hell, right? And then he's going to lose to Vanderbilt, right? Like you know what I mean? But prediction and then here's a crazy prediction next. How about three years he'll beat LSU or Alabama once, maybe you know what I mean? With just that offense, he'll sneak up and you know what I mean? Just have a crazy day and. Dan Mullen went thirty and thirty three in the in the SEC. Like, and I, I don't know. I think Mullen's a better coach than Leach, that, but that's just me. No, no, I, I do too. That going. I do too, but and I, I just that's where I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. But I mean, so so Mullen is a total. Mullen's a better coach, absolutely, Nick. But you don't get Mississippi State's not going to hold on to a coach like Mullen. That that's that was a rare thing, I think. Right. Yeah, I don't think they know where the, it's almost you got to know where you're at, you know. And that was a rare thing. They had a little bubble of a couple years, but and they had Dak Prescott, but it, long term it, it's just, you know, I don't know. I think you just need to know who you are and Leach is going to surprise some people and he's going to get interest at least, right? You know. But um right. yep. Yeah. So um so one thing also um yeah, they will. Lane Kiffin and Michael H. I mean, the, the the war of the words there is going to be awesome. You guys follow? I think I think I think Ole Miss is going to suck, but I think they're going to beat some. They're going to beat one of those four teams. One of the four teams in the West. They're going to beat one. Yeah. Whether it's LSU, Alabama, Texas A and M, or Auburn, they're beating one of them this year. They're going to Lane's going to put something together, and they're going to. They're going to beat one of them, but they're going to still be five and seven. Yeah. Sometimes you pay for that personality. Yeah. You got, I'm telling you what, Leach's Twitter handle is so good. Oh, he tweets out the funniest stuff. Like, I don't know where he follows his stuff, but he puts out, you know, really funny stuff. Um, Hey, you know, one thing for next year, I found this article that Bainbridge and all those guys got together, DeSalvo, and they did a uh, a preseason, you know, a pre-CFFL draft 2020, I guess. Um, I kind of wanted to um, throw this out at you guys. So, so what they did is they omitted a couple people that are all owned, right? Or they thought would go. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you what they said is the, the first round of next year CFFL. Now, of course, I'm, we know a lot of these guys are owned and whatnot, but I'm going to give this to you. Let me know your thoughts. Now, this list doesn't include the following players who they said they thought would go. So it's not two is not in here. He ended up going Najee Harris, Judy Ruggs, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, um, Travis Antian, T Higgins, Bryce Perkins, Dobbins, KJ Hamler, CC Lamb, Tillon Wallace, Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Vaughn, Jacob Eason, Michael Warren, Warren Jackson, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that, that was what was it? Michael Warren. He's the CSU wide receiver. I think I was talking. So it doesn't include those guys. But any idea who they thought was the first one, first round, first pick? Uh, it, 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 it's a crazy one, kind of. Um, Nick, any thoughts? I would have went with Brian. Said I'd go Justin Fields. Justin? Oh no, they they made him the second one. Um, they gave, believe it or not, a player I own, drafted him in the seventh or eighth round, um, Jarrett Peterson, the running back from Buffalo. Um, he, he had a crazy last six games where he had, um, he averaged, he had three touchdowns a game in his last six games. So, 
he's kind of a crazy player up there for Buffalo. So they have a big, a little bit of a write up on him, but I don't, I don't need to go in that. But they had a good number one overall. Yeah, they did. They did. I know. So they had uh, Justin. Wow! And you got him on your team. I do. I, I drafted Jared Peterson. There you go, Al. Yeah. Uh, I had King on my team. You know, you know how these things go. You got him in the Miami quarterback. Yeah, they they said um yeah yeah, yeah that's great. How many po- in the in the fifteenth year of the CFFL, man? It's a big year. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many points did Miami score in their bowl game? Right now, they said it in in respects to Derek King. They said, and this was before he transferred, but they said it is epic performance in the last six games that convinced me to select him us to select him over he averaged 32 touches 203 yards and three touchdowns a game he, he had a crazy but I the his last six games I wasn't you know what I mean I, I I don't know the playoffs started I wasn't even playing them half the time you know I was out of the playoffs so anyways um so they have him one um second pick they have fields so you guys are absolutely uh, correct there um three they have king four they have Spencer Rattler um Five, they have Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis running back. Who, somebody own him? Probably somebody does, right? Yeah, somebody. I think Paul has him. Paul has him. Yeah, they're just saying, you know, the I could be lying, co- coaching continuity with the O-line, being promoted to the head coach. So, they, you know what I mean? Consistency there in Memphis. And also their non-conference sets up amazingly with shootouts against Arkansas State, Purdue, and blowouts against U. Uh, Texas, um, US, UTSA, and UT Martin. Anyways, and they go on to say, but the only other persons is running back Juco, Kalen Granbury. So it's just him. So Memphis is kind of speaks for itself. Um, the sixth pick, they have Master T running back Ohio State. So he'd be the guy replacing Dobbins. I'm sure no one owns him, right, Nick? I don't know, or Brian? I don't think anybody does. It didn't sound familiar. Yeah, I mean he's the hair apparent, hair apparent to Dobbins, so it'd be tough. You maybe somebody did, but I feel like we would have. I don't know. I feel like we would remembered. Um, Max Borgi is one point seven. Free him, right? Who has him? Yeah, who has him? Justin. Justin. All right. Didn't we? I think that was on text message. It was like when Leach left. It was free Max, right? Free Max Borgi. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, 1.8's Rondale Moore. Um, kind of a down year. That was a weird year for Purdue in general. Um, I forget. Who has Rondale Moore? I don't know. Uh, Jeremy does. Jeremy does. Um, ninth pick, they have Javian Hawkins, running back, Louisville. Anyone offhand have him? Maybe not. I don't think so, no. I don't think so. I think he's available. And they said, you know, Satterfield has a pretty good track record of producing impact running backs from his tenure at Appalachian State. And, he, you know, Hawkins is the next heir apparent to carry the torch. Um, they also put a... They, uh, they, just to jump in. Yeah. Just to jump in real quick. I misspoke. Uh, Kevin Burke, a.k.a. Buster, has uh, Kenneth Gainwell. All right. There you go. No, I appreciate you uh, backing up, you know. And they put a second one in here that they, they argued over, uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State. Um, they also liked him. They liked yeah. him a lot. Yep. Um, next up, I know someone. Brian, do you own it? Sage Surratt is the tenth pick. Wake Forest wide receiver. I think that would be. Yes. Yeah, Brian has it. That's right. Yep. Yeah, but what do you think with the with the transfer right of um of the quarterback? So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that'll have any impact whatsoever. Yeah, you don't think I, so. I think that would. 
I think that Wake offensive system. I mean, they were they were moving the ball pretty much at will when when Parker came in. So okay. That's a Brad's backyard, man. If he, if anyone knows about Wake Forest football right now, it's Brad. Yeah, yeah. that's me. Um, but he got hurt. He got hurt like uh, maybe three, four games left in the year. He hurt his shoulder. So it's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, he he had a monster 2019 season, right? And then, but he only saw nine games due to a soldier, shoulder injury suffered in November. But in those nine games, Brian, he averaged. 26 points per game. It's their fantasy scoring, but still, nonetheless, he... And he said, you know, they say if Jamie Newman comes back, it would, you know, but he obviously, we know he doesn't, but they're saying Surratt will definitely be a top first-round draft pick in the NFL. Um, he's that good. Um, so, uh, 11th, they have Sam Ellinger. Um, we know who has him. We talked Reggie Roberson. Um, who... who Does B-Roy have him? I think Jeremy... Oh, you have him. You have him. I uh, that was part of the trade that I did with uh, Bobby gets my comp pick, and then now since Roberson came back, came back, he gets my fourth round pick too. I didn't think Roberson was coming back because they said he had first round talent in the NFL. So yeah, um, and here oh so here they put uh, Brees or however you pr- pronounce Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. You know, David Montgomery had a pretty decent career. He had you know. He had a great career. He had 250 carries uh, in both 2017 and 2018 and 58 receptions. I see, I thought he was a little disappointing. I know Casey drafted him, didn't he? Am I wrong on that? I, is David Montgomery a good fantasy player? I don't know. I think Jeremy had it. No, I think he won. Yeah, I think Casey drafted the guy before him. Oh, is it? I knew Casey yeah, drafted him. Like like Mike Warren, Warren Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, 14th, they have Jamar Chase, wide rec- LSU wide receiver, who just was insane. But I, I, I don't know, you know, with Burrow gone, but who owns him? I don't think anyone does. Because I don't think anybody thought that, that LSU was going to do anything offensively. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's tough. It, someone will draft him, but, you know, I mean, just they're losing just everybody, you know. So I don't know. That would be kind of interesting. Well, I think most importantly, they're, well, they're losing Burrow, but then I think more importantly, they're losing Joe Brady. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What did he, uh, Carolina Panthers? He went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he jumped. Um, round two, they have Spencer Standers, quarterback, Oklahoma State. Um, I know somebody drafted him pretty high, or maybe not high, but he was drafted. Justin yeah, Justin has him. Justin has him. Uh, anyone have the... Second, second pick, second round. Kobe Lewis, Central Michigan running back. Anyone have him, Nick or Brian? No. Just no. Just didn't. No, don't add him. What's his name? The, the Central Michigan running back. Ward. It was Ward, Ward and then Lewis came in and yeah, he crushed it in some good uh, time touchdowns. And and Lazaro was in there, but um, it, Jim McElwain's there, and the the scheme should remain a, a, unchanged. But I I guess that's pretty much it. There's there could be uh, there's a guy named Garrett Groshek maybe to start, but it looks like it's his to lose. So they have him, um, Lynn Dixon. He's the Clemson running back. Uh, anyone have him? He's but he he wouldn't be here. They they took Travis Entian off the off the draft thinking he'd yeah, go, yeah. so he won't be drafted. I think somebody does have him. Oh really? Oh, that's a big hit to whoever whoever had yeah, him. But, is, with, with 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 
with Etienne coming back. And yeah, that's a that's a blow, probably assuming he'd leave, which I read a I read a funny story. I put it in the Guy article about um I think I put it in the Guy about what they pay play what they're playing players now in casino trips, casino chips and uh, you know, uh, credit cards like that can't be traced. Casino chips. That's what they're paying players these days. Not that Clemson would ever partake in any of that such stuff for NTN to come back. <laughs> I, I just saw all kinds of Twitter things where they're like, well, you know, he probably makes more at Clemson, so come back. But um, well, that stinks for whoever has Lynn Dixon. Yeah, so they have him there. Uh, Brock Purdy, he was like three people wanted to draft him at once last year, including myself. I forget. And then was it Skaggs who did it just to spite you, Nick, or something? I, I don't remember. Um, oh, I don't know. He may have. Yeah, that may have been the guy. Does that, does that sound like a thing Skaggs would do? I don't know. You know. <laughs> um, they got uh, Chatteris Atwell. That fucking haircut. It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, Chatteris Atwell, wide receiver Louisville. Um, he's just one of those guys there. Um, Sam Howell, North Carolina quarterback. Someone has him, right? I think. Maybe not. I thought so. Was it, was it Burke? He might. Um, Bryant Kobach, Toledo's running back, is there. Uh, and, Jeremy has him. Uh, Jeremy has every Toledo running back. I think he just reserves. He's just he gets uh, on those. Uh, this one seems to me kind of wrong, but the the Slovis guy, Keaton Slovas from USC. I don't know with Clay Helton in that. It's just not a good situation. I don't think that you know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, what's his name came back. Who's their offensive back? Uh, is it Graham Harrell came back? Yeah. yeah, he did. You yeah. Know, I mean, they put up, they put up huge numbers. You, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't look like it because I think what's his name started the first game and then Slovis came in and got hurt and then the other kid came in and covered up and yeah, it was just it was like musical chairs at quarterback. Yeah, JT Daniels um, was there. Then he lost, but. I will say they're they're just last five games. Slovis passed for two thousand twenty three yards, so that's about four hundred a game, and nineteen touchdowns in in four. And they're saying I'm a bullet. This is a quite. This is um who who, uh, this is DeSalvo actually picked this. And he said I'm bullish on Slovis and offensive coordinators Graham Harrell's air raid attack next year. So yeah, I actually think the Eagles try to hire Graham Harrell, actually. Um, but anyways. And then they got uh, Jamie, Jamie Newman. Um, they got Shane, um, I never pronounce his name, SMU quarterback, Buchel. Buchel. Um, Buchel, that's right. Yeah, he loses Proche, but he does have Reggie Roberson, Kyle Granson, and Rasheed Rice coming back. So he has a lot of receivers coming back, so they like him. And um, then they got Nakia Watson, the running back from Wisconsin. I guess he's the next... He's the next uh, running back there, and uh, Kalan Laborn running. Oh, Laborn running back from Florida State. Anyone have him? Nope. Nope. He looks like he ran nope. f- a thousand yards last year, right? And I don't know. They, no. they, they like no, him. He got hurt. He got hurt. He was he was hurt at some point. Okay. Oh, okay. I think it's 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 actually questionable whether or not he'll he'll actually do anything. Okay. And then they have um, the last one, and is Rashad Bateman, the Minnesota wide receiver. So, yeah, that's what they that's what they have coming at next year. So, you know, some interesting stuff, and you know, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that was pretty good. Covered a lot of stuff there. 
Uh, what are you guys drinking right now? Are you eating or drinking or anything? I'm having a uh, partly cloudy solace. Solace. Wow, Nick. How about you, Brian? Just water. Just water. Oh, you know what? It's funny that you should say that, Brian, because I actually, we had a few emails come in to the uh, the podcast, believe it or not. And um, yeah, we did. I opened it up to some uh, folks from the outside, you know, take a few calls and I uh, got it in. But before I go to that, you know, Solace, Nick, is, you know, that Mad Fox in Falls Church where we went, you know, we're right by me. Solace is going in there. That yeah, Mad Fox is gone. Right? Mad Fox is gone. They're terrible at their service and they're going in there. It's interesting. Solace is going in there with a joint. Makes sense, right? They're a brewery, but they don't run restaurants. They're going in there with a joint restaurant management team, um, Blackfin, that has a couple the, of restaurants. Uh, the brewery out here is always packed because it's like five minutes from my house. So I, I thought, they, um, uh, they're, yeah. They're doing, they're doing good stuff. Probably Cloudy's good, man. It's a Dawn Patrol. It, they, I thought you'd be doing the Dawn Patrol, but I, I guess not. Um, it's funny. Uh, summer beer. Summer beer. So they only put that one out in the summer. That's Lost Rondo. That's there. There you go. So this, I got a question. Believe it or not, about you, Brian, and your your drinking habits uh, from uh, Mr. Crispino out of Baltimore. Yeah, he has a great. He has a question, Brian. I noticed your last check-in on Untapped was in September of 2019. Did you stop drinking and just going to be one of those sober runners who now needs a new hobby, maybe transitioning to rock climbing? Or are you um, just taking some time off? Um, yeah. What's what's going on there? I'll, I'll tell you what, what it is what it is with the check-in app on the, with the WhatsApp. Um, I really only use that to, for the most part, to check in when I'm, I've been traveling for work and stuff so I can remember all the beers that I, that I drink. Um, and, and to be perfectly honest, I haven't been traveling for work all that much. So. Oh. All right. Just as long as you... change that, man. Just as long as you didn't change yeah, into... Uh... It's really, it used to be fun, but then travel, yeah, it just became more of a Nightmare than anything with the kid and all, so. All right, all right. Just want to make sure you didn't transition into, like, a sober rock climber. Um, I, no. I, okay, I, I say that because I have a... I'm climbing a rock either. I, I, I have a lot of uh, brother-in-laws who, who do that, so that, that I, I come at with experience. So um, that was Mr. Uh, one Mr. Crispino's question. Um, I got a question here, uh, from Nick, from, from Christian from the Bronx. He wants to know if we can change this league into a soccer fantasy league. Um, any, gotta, any, uh, any thoughts on that? Gotta, I don't know if we can change to a soccer league, but we do have a brand new foosball table. So in addition to FIFA, if he wants to just play foosball all weekend when he comes here, he can do that. All right. That's good enough. And move trees for Renee? Move, move furniture? With the, the trees are gone, so we have a fenced-in backyard now, so she's happy. Oh, okay, so yeah, no, no. yard is now just grass, and everyone can we can run like fifteen cornhole games at once if we wanted to. And that's nice. That'll be that'll be sweet. Um, yeah, last question in Brian S from Charlotte says Nick, you never mind. I can't, I can't read that. There's some has a lot of curse words in there about you, Nick. So we're not gonna um, <laughs> we're not gonna read that one. Just kind of ranting against your management of the league, surprisingly. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I guess when's when's the next? Um, when are you gonna do pull some balls? <laughs> no pun intended, Brian. When are you gonna do the lottery? Is that coming up soon? 
Oh, what do we usually do? Like like June, May? May, June, yeah. Like, yeah, like Memorial Day-ish. All right. Nick, when are you sending out an email, your dreaded email? Although I say it's been pretty easy to pick I, a weekend. I do have to send out dues from last year and all that stuff so I can pay Brian. Uh, I gotta, usually I do that at the beginning of February, and it's middle of February, and I haven't done it. So I'll probably send everything out from uh, baseball and football from last year here in the next, hopefully next week. And then probably right after that, I'll, uh, I'll start getting everything together for a potential week. And then hopefully, once again, we can get it where pretty much everyone's here again. That's 15th year. It's a big year of the league. 15th? Wow. We're going to have to really... 14th this year, right? For, for a few hours. For a few hours, yeah. So it, it ended up working out. So, you know, just... Started at like 4 a.m. and left at like 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can... Hopefully we can be 14 for 14 again. That would be, that'd be awesome. So try and think up a few special things to do for the 15th year of the league. So this is, this will be like the 10th year that we really all have been like doing this. So trying to figure out a few extra wrinkles for the weekend. If everyone can make it. Yeah, there you go. Where you, hey, what's the question? You put the Redwood. Is that a building at Florida State when you put your championship game? Was that an inside joke? Like, no, no, no. It's something anarchy. So, oh, uh, okay. Okay. The guys, the guys at the, at the founding char, uh, charter were the Redwood Originals. And since Brian and I are the last two remaining Redwood Originals in the uh, league, here I go with that. Love it. Love, love it. Love it. One, one person. We got two seasons of it. So it's renewed for a third season. So you should check it out. But yeah, that's where it came from. Out with the, uh, what's that? Two seasons I can bang out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could do that easy. But uh, yeah, that's where it came from. The, uh, the when they the founder founding charter and uh, charming they had Redwood Original on their uh, patches. No, I like it. Like it. Um, yeah, well, Brian, what are you going with tails for your jacket, or just gonna put on an extra pair of numbers? You need to. Yeah, I, I got my printer fixed, Brian. I'm sending you the jacket. I'm sending you the jacket this week. All right. No, no rush. No rush. Now, who's gonna get Brian a t-shirt, uh, a jersey? Well, for, here's a good question. Wait, go ahead, Brian. I, I said they've already been purchased. I got those on the Oh, Okay. I I was gonna pick who it was, but I I was thinking Chuba, but I didn't know. Okay. You'll surprise us. I got you guys on the phone. I did. I did have one. Uh, Renee did bring one thing up to me. What, do we have? Should we consider renaming our trophy at this point? I didn't know it had a name. <laughs> we had some people at the house. We had we had some guys down there like, oh, <laughs> because everyone's watched the the fucking Netflix show now, and they're like. Oh, oh, he's a good person. Yeah. You're you're that? you're anti-gay now, Nick, because you have a trophy there, Aaron Hernandez. No, no, no. Renee's like, the, everyone's like wondering why that's the name of the trophy. Is she's like, is that still appropriate? I was like, shit, I don't know. I mean, it's still appropriate, I but I, I guess the guy off like six people. We 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 can make fun of him. I don't care if they made it. <laughs> A, a documentary about the dude to make you feel bad for him or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, 
I know. I know. That was, she was like, she asked me about the kosherness of that one. So I didn't know. I didn't know if we should look in a different direction for the day just because he was dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a memorial trophy. I, mean, I know. It's, it's, the it's still like every time. Cause I like, I keep the, I keep the, uh, Renee won't let me keep the toilet bowl out. She drew the line on that one. I get it out for the draft weekend, but I keep the trophy out. It's got your helmet on it and everything right now. But she, like, every time someone comes over now, they're like, what do you mean by Aaron Hernandez Freedom Memorial Trophy? Are you like, is, is there something behind that message? I'm like, oh God, dude, like, it's been like five or six times someone said that to me now, so. Wow. Who was that? Who was that guy? Who was that kicker for for UFC? That that uh, remember when we had to pick individual kickers the first? Yeah, he, he died. Yeah, what was his name? Was he? Was that Bueller? David Bueller? I don't know. I, I, I thought he had like a like a, 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 a like an Italian name or, or a Hispanic name. Oh, you could be right. Yeah. I'll have to go back. We could just do the, the memorial trophy for him. But. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a problem with Eric Hernandez. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, if you want me to do like a write up that you could like put next to it and say, this is why it's called that, I, I can do that for you. Get it like laminated, put a little plaque next to it. Because she's like, and everyone comments like, that's a really nice trophy. Or they like, she loves, she wants that show. And she's like, is there any way you, she's like, everyone keeps asking us about it. She's like, is there any way you can rename it? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, well, I'll have to see. It, it is. It's on full display. But every, like, especially like the women, they come in, like Aaron Hernandez. For, and that's the thing. is like now, like everyone's watched that Netflix show before. No one would have got it. But now that everyone's watched that show, it's like, oh, are you, are you paying homage to him? And I'm like, oh, God. It, it, We're memorializing its freedom. <laughs> yeah, you, Nick. It, it's safe to say your house is the only house where you get like two hundred people a weekend to walk through there, where it'd be a problem. You know, like oh no, 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 no. there aren't that many people, but like when they come down, yeah. They, well, you actually have kids it, coming down there. Like if it was up in any one of our houses, no one would say a word. You know, so I don't. Oh know. no, no, kid, no, no, that's not a problem. It, no, 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 it's like people who are down here drinking. It's not the kids. No, 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 no. They don't even come on the. No. I mean, it's on the bar, so no one's seeing that. It's, it's more like it's, it's the one from like the neighborhood. It's stuff. The, they're like, so, the, why do you have a guy on a couch? But you're talking about the Netflix guy. <laughs> and I'm like, just I don't. I'm just like, just there's nothing. Pass. Uh, the woman of Waxpool can be judgy, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna, that's true yeah it's none of your guys coming down and having a beer it's the women of wax pool you never know Renee's hosting book club here in two months so there you go that's her hint it's like Nick get that thing out of here before the book club comes that'll be an epic night at your house man that's that'll be that'll be crazy yeah yeah about that, so. well that's an interesting predicament I don't know you have to, uh, you have to figure that out. I don't know. A lot of million of options. He's writing up everything Bobby needs to do at the draft this year since he finished in last. I think he should have to get. He should have to wear a tuxedo, and I think he should have to serve everyone drinks all weekend. I don't know. I don't think he could be. A, he'd be good. Like he just wouldn't be able to get them to us as we needed them. You know, 
But I think a polo or a tux would be pretty good. At least just a button shirt. No, a tuxedo, mate. He should wear a tuxedo all weekend. All right. We'll suggest it. We'll suggest it. We'll, we'll, we'll do Cool. tuxedo pants be sagging. Yeah. No, we'll... Yeah. We'll see if anyone wants to do one of these. I get up out of the chair, his back of his shirt will come out and be untucked. I guess he would be okay with as long as the as long as the pants were elastic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he what did he have? Have the elasticity around the ankles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. What did he just have a lot of injuries and just a lot of bad picks? No QB, I guess. Who knows? No defense, I guess that'll Typical do. Typical Bobby trap weekend. He's sitting at that. I, you know, he'll, he'll rationalize it, though. Does he have a first-round pick this year? <laughs> he does, yes. Yeah, he, he finally has one again. Does Skaggs have an average amount of picks this time around? No, Skaggs, he's locked and loaded, man. So Okay, good. So everyone has a pretty good amount of picks, right? I mean... I got Brian Roy's first-round pick this year. That's the last part of that trade two years ago. Does Does anyone else have any... Any first rounds they lost or gained, or it's fine. I don't think so, but Brian's got yeah, Brian's got them all down. Nah, yeah, I was just curious if anything came to you, but overall it should be pretty even. No, like Skaggs taking a nap in between, you know, picks. It's good, you know. I like I don't know. I like it when everyone's there with picks and engaged. Oh no, agreed. No, Brian, he'll be ready to go. Locked and ready to go. Sounds good. Bobby Sheff had Bobby Sheff had brushed his hair during the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share gel. How about some hair gel? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I do have one small addendum. During the podcast, we mentioned uh, that, or rather I probably mentioned, that Nick scored the most points with 2,901.07 to Brian's 2,721.43. Well, there was an error in that. That takes into account Nick's two extra playoff games. So in actuality, in the regular season, Brian outscored Nick 2,314.33 to Nick's 2,080.47. However, then Nick playing two extra playoff games outscored Brian. So that is very, very, very important to the CFFL accounts. Yes, we have accounts. Um, We have everything. So, all right, that's a wrap for this podcast. Thanks.